Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. Thank you for listening to or watching the Block Web Beat podcast recorded on Tuesday, 27th of February at about 8.30pm AEST. On this week's show, cryptocurrency markets embrace a huge surge. There's an $80 million crypto war chest targeting US politics. The latest upland sale gets terminated. Concerns raised over AI surveillance surveillance and potential election rigging deepfakes. China's cracking down on blockchain and metaverse crimes even further. There's been a massive NBA Top Shot NFT scam, and we go through five unique Web3 games set to revolutionise online gaming in 2024. Plus, as always, we ground ourselves with some real-world insights with a few doses of reality in the good old meat sort of burst. First things first, let's start off by looking at what's happening in some of the crypto markets. Now, yes, yeah, pretty juicy. So this week in the crypto market, we've got some significant activity with global market cap increasing by 7% to a whopping 2.13 trillion. Getting to that point where I'm going to start thinking about taking a bit of a percentage out, banking some profits and all that, not financial advice, of course. Anyhow, Bitcoin's market dominance has edged higher by 0.8% now, representing 51.9% of the total market cap. The market sentiment remains in the greed category, experiencing a slight uptick on the fear and greed index. 74 to 76 this week looking at the movements of specific coins over the past week bitcoin has risen by 7.8 percent to a price of 56,309 at the time of the snapshot ethereum has seen an almost well i guess not almost 10 percent but over nine percent increase reaching 3,225 theta stands out with a substantial jump of 43.9 percent climbing to $2.21 and good old gala has surged by 14 percent overall on the flip side, XRP has retreated by 2.5% and Cardano has slipped by 2.1%. But overall, the market's performance this week reflects a bullish sentiment buoyed by significant gains in several major coins, not just the ones that I cover here, of course. Um, there's green and a whole bunch of coins in the markets and, of course, a steady increase in the global market cap. It wasn't that long ago that we were thinking, can we get over the one trill? And now we've just rocketed past two. So hold on, perhaps. All right. In blockchain news, the United States has something going on there where there's a bunch of cryptocurrency enthusiasts who are making a significant move with a substantial 80 million US dollar political war chest. This fund has been accumulated by the Pro Crypto Political Action Committee's PACs such as Fair Shake, Protect Progress and Defend American Jobs, and it's aimed at supporting candidates who are open to cryptocurrency regulation and innovation. These PACs have received bank backing from major players in the crypto industry, including Coinbase, Ripple and Andresine Horowitz. Their financial influence is already noticeable with substantial contributions to political candidates like Governor Jim Justice of West Virginia, who recently received a $1.5 million boost from Defend American Jobs. The support for crypto-friendly candidates reflects a broader strategy to challenge critics of cryptocurrency in the Senate, such as that old witch, Senator Elizabeth Warren and Sherrod Brown, by backing their opponents in states like Ohio and Massachusetts. This movement underscores the crypto industry's intent to shape the re regulatory and economic future of digital assets in America. Would love to see something like that bleed on over into Australia. Anyhow, in kind of massive Upland news, we did see, of course, that the Upland metaverse um, has put the kibosh, they've terminated the latest Frost ornament bundles. 
So the sale is now looming at 9 a.m. PT on Tuesday, February 27th. I'm recording this on the 27th Australian time, but PT time is 3 a.m. our time. So by the time this goes live, you've only got a few hours to get them. Um, ornament MetaVenture owners are encouraged to make their final purchases. Yeah, get it while, while you can. Post-sale, any unsold stock will be destroyed, burnt, sig significantly boosting the rarity of the ornaments that have been sold. This comes on the heels of Upland's first ever exclusive sale for ornament shop owners, which of course did introduce the frost season ornaments. The sale is uniquely um, targeted at Metaverse shop owners. So that may be part of the reason why there hasn't been much take up on this one. Anyhow, the plot of the sale did include the introduction of the first unique structure ornaments for the Tokyo townhouse and small townhouse, which was a significant highlight of the sale indicating a new direction for Upland's digital collectibles. However, at the time of the broadcast, a notable 676 bundles out of the total 770 remain unsold. Quite um, unbelievable, actually. Probably has a lot to do with them being priced at $45 each, which has been debated widely in the community that doesn't leave much, if any, meat on the bone left for resellers. So this surplus suggests a less than anticipated uptake by shop owners, as we said, and would likely make the remaining um, bundles highly exclusive once the unsold stock is burnt, as per the post-sale plans. This scarcity is expected to add considerable value to the sold ones, making them more coveted in the upland community. So who knows, it might work out in the end if you did manage to take the gamble. I know myself personally, I do have a structure ornament shop. Um, the price is definitely something that roadblocked me up. All right, moving on to Metaverse, wider Metaverse news. Now, China is, we've covered this a few times, but China is intensifying its efforts to combat cybercrimes associated with blockchain tech and the Metaverse. The Supreme People's Procuratorate, or however you say that word, has reported a significant rise in cybercrime charges, including a 64% increase in telecom fraud related to cyber activities. With criminals leveraging cryptocurrencies for money laundering and investment scams, the challenge of tracing illegal proceeds has become more complex. Authorities in China have seen a surge in internet theft and online counterfeiting, leading to charges against approximately 280,000 individuals for cyber-related offences. This crackdown contrasts with Hong Kong's more crypto-friendly regulatory approach aimed at fostering innovation while protecting investors. The People's Bank of China is advocating for global cryptocurrency regulation, emphasising the need for international co cooperation to address the challenges posed by the decentralised nature of digital assets. They wouldn't have any vested interest of that, of course. The People's Bank of China? Uh -huh. All right, moving on. Um, in AI news now... It's a bit greasy here. There's a couple of greasy ones here. So several major companies, including Walmart, Delta, T-Mobile, Chevron, and Starbucks, are reportedly using AI software developed by a startup called Aware to monitor their employees' online conversations on platforms like Slack and Microsoft Teams. This software scans for keywords related to employee dissatisfaction and safety concerns, analyzing up to 20 billion messages from over 3 million employees. Despite the software's capability to identify behaviours such as bullying and harassment without naming individuals, yeah, right, it use, its use raises privacy concern among employees. You think? Some see it as an invasion of privacy, while others question the AI's reliability. 
Companies like AstraZeneca and Delta have clarified the use of Aware's tech, tech with the former focusing on e-discovery without monitoring sentiment or toxicity. And the latter is utilizing both analytics and e-discovery tools for feedback and legal records retention. As remote work becomes more prevalent, the debate over AI monitoring in the workplace will continue to grow. Um, in other AI news, UK Home Secretary James Cleverly has expressed his concerns about the potential use of AI-generated deepfakes by adversaries to interfere with elections. He highlighted the risk posed by malicious states like Russia and Iran, which could produce highly realistic fake images and videos to manipulate the democratic pro process in countries like the UK. Cleverly emphasised... Uh, cleverly means his name, emphasised the importance of rules, transparency and safeguards in the digital sphere to protect sorry, democracy. He plans to discuss these issues and urge collective action with tech company leaders from Google, Meta, Apple and the others. This comes at a time when tech companies have pledged to adopt measures to prevent AI tools from disrupting democratic elections globally with leaders from Adobe, Amazon, Google, IBM, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, TikTok, and others signing sorry, a pact at the Munich Security Conference. Yeah, that one, deepfakes are highly, highly concerning, that one. Would get really crazy. Moving on to some not-so-good NFT news. An ESPN Reporters X account, Twitter, was hacked to scam NBA Top Shot customers with a fake free NFT pack promotion. The scam involved directing users to a fraudulent website to connect their crypto wallets under the guise of receiving a free NFT pack from NBA Top Shot, which you should know is a well-known NFT project. Um, people back in the day that I know made just squillions on that. Anyhow, the official NBA Top Shot account quickly responded, clarifying that no such free airdrop was happening and reminding users to double-check links and only trust the official NBA Top Shot site. This incident highlights the ongoing issue of high-profile social media accounts being compromised to execute scams, especially within the NFT and cryptocurrency space. And it even it goes back to what I was saying before about the AI deepfakes. Some of that's been used um, as part of you know, making all sorts of sales things and all sorts of scams going on. So, yeah, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. More than likely is. All right, moving on to Web3 Gaming news. The Web3 Gaming um, sector, what have we got here? So it says the innovative Web3 games poised to redefine the online gaming landscape in 2024, according to the article I've got linked in the description, are Moonfrost, Lumiterra, Golden Tides, Thalon, and The Beacon. Interesting. I've never heard of a single one of those. Anyhow, these games, the article goes on to say, each distinct in theme and gameplay promise a blend of groundbreaking mechanics, immersive storylines, and player empowerment through Web3 tech. Moonfrost offers a magical farming life with extensive customization. Lumiterra combines monster battles with collaborative exploration. Golden Tides immerses players in pirate adventures and sea battles. Thalon propels gamers into sci-fi conquests of galactic ambitions. And the Beacon provides a dynamic action-adventure experience where players choose shape, where the player choices shape the game. So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. These games are apparently not only entertain but also empower players, potentially setting new standards for online gaming. Um, and in there kind of jumps out at me worth checking out but 
I will have a bit of clickety clacking on the phone and see if anything's mobile friendly. Highly doubtful that one. Right, that's all we got for the kind of Web3 news. We'll move on to some quick doses of reality from the Meat Sudiverse. First up in Australian Meat Sudiverse news, in a startling incident off the coast of Western Australia, a woman in her 40s was bitten by a tiger shark in waist-deep waters near Sandland Island. The attack, which occurred at 11.30am, resulted in serious leg injuries for the victim. She's very lucky that that's all it was. Um, emergency services attended, of course, and the beach was closed. Um, people in the area have been reminded to but remain vigilant and report any shark sightings to the appropriate channels. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like the instances of shark attacks in Australia and around the world has just really gone through the roof. Not good, not good. All right, in New Zealand Meat Service news, a neighbourhood dispute has escalated when a man was attacked for trimming a hedge between properties. The incident, which occurred in Green Island involved one neighbour headbutting the other and damaging his door. Police later arrested and charged the aggressor, a 50-year-old man with assault and willful damage with a court appearance pending all over a bloody hedge. There you go. Um, yet to see any big blow-ups like that occur in the upland metaverse, of course, but not outside the realms of possibility. Should be interesting. All right, and lastly but not leastly, we have the Japanese meat service news now. Sanrio Puroland, which if you aren't aware is a Tokyo theme park featuring Hello Kitty, has been closed due to an emailed terrorist alert. Celebrating Hello Kitty's 50th anniversary, the park prioritised safety closing to protect its visitors, performers and staff. Despite police investigations, no suspicious objects were found at the site, as reported by NHK. It uh, would have been a pretty expensive exercise, that one. All right, and that does it again for this week's Blockweb Beat and gives a bit of a glimpse into some of what's currently making the news inside, around and outside of the metaverse and in the meat suitiverse. If you'd like to get involved in any of the Upland Down Under Metatainment Productions or if you have an Upland NFT or metaverse product, service or event to promote, then send me, Ben60, out a DM and or get yourself into the NBA server, which is linked in the description. Um, don't forget that if you do want to get yourself um, a hold of some of those ornaments, you better be quick. If you're in Australia, you might want to do it before you go to bed. Um, and if you're in the other parts of the world, you, assuming you get this in time, you might want to snap them up, liggity split as soon as you get up. All right, best of luck. Later.